This is Gray Man Media Content. The concept of movement between certain points in time, or the parallel movement between different points in space by an object or a person, typically with the use of a hypothetical device known as a time machine. But is it just a theory? Today on Wolf Takes a Bite, we'll find out as we talk about time travel? I climbed into the hills. I, I would, I'm romantic. I would like Bigfoot to exist. One type is about three feet tall, very dark, not humanoid at all, yet lizard looking. The creatures that I have seen mostly have been the, uh, the greys. To the search for truth, little grey men, little grey men from outer space who actually abduct humans. Shut up, you know you missed it. Are we what are we doing? I'm I'm ready. Are you ready? Son. This is warm up, son. Son, I've been ready. Welcome back to another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite. I am your host, John the Lord Wolf, with my co-host. Devin. Devin Gray. Always ex- so excited. Calm down, Devin. Jesus, calm down. Bro, I'm trying to chill out, bro. Yeah, well. I'm so excited. You better calm down a little bit because today we're talking about time travel. What? Time travel. Okay, but like rewind that. What are we talking about? <laughs> you, know, travel. <laughs> yeah. you could probably do that. Today we are talking about time travel. You should reverse your reverse and see if it, like, if you're saying anything. Nonge. That's John backwards. I'd bet anything. Reverse that. Nonge. Bitch. That's Devin backwards. Try that one. No, that's just bitch. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things, really. Time travel. And, and, and funnily enough, I'm actually in the middle. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, I'm in the middle of doing casting and getting things prepared to actually make a film on this exact subject. Well, that's exciting. Yes, yes. Uh, I got, already got some interest. I got a script writer. Uh, I'm, I'm really... Really looking forward to seeing how this is going to develop over the next 12 years. That's super awesome. Yeah. Is that 12 years like time travel time or 12 years like real it's, time? It's probably going to take me 12 years to fucking make this film. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Coming to a theater near you. That's very If theaters will still exist in 12 years. They won't. No. Everybody's going to be. Nuclear Holocaust. They're going to be. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be pulling up to the big screens to watch YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, YouTube videos will be playing regularly on your local billboard. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. Actually, that would be. I'd be down with that. As long as the cars are driving themselves. Get on it, Elon. Buy Twitter and then get YouTube on billboards. Get it done. Duh. Get yeah. it done. I'm sick of waiting. Just do it. My Twitter stock needs to go up, bro. My Nike stock needs to go up. Just do it. Anywho. <laughs> Do you know anything about the concept of time travel? Yeah, I know it's a headache every time I deal with it, but it's one of my favorite things in movies. Uh-huh. Um, so like um, Inception doesn't necessarily deal with time travel. It's more dream thing, but there's a time element that's very important to the storytelling. The distillation of time. Yeah. Um, which follows Einstein's theory, which we'll sh- cover. Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. Like, I'm sure. I'm sure. We, Einstein's theory of relativity pops up on this show, I think, more than anybody else. Um, Gordon Ramsay, come on in. Um, hey, Gordon. What? Mate, it's good to see you, but happy, happy new year. And, um, what, bro, you think you're cooking up here? Uh, yeah. I mean, um, unprecedented. Um, I've never seen a situation like this, uh, ever. Um, uh, uh, Interstellar also deals with that when they're on the different planets with the different gravity and stuff. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's wild. <clears throat> Again, all following the, the theory of relativity. The theory of relativity, exactly. Yes, I understand. So, <clears throat> 
funnily enough, there this concept is actually fairly new. Whoa. If we're talking about a timeline. Gotta do the opposite of what he says. It is Easter Sunday, Ostera. It is Easter Sunday. That is an absolute fact. It is Ostera. That's why he's so well dressed for our show. Today. Jesus rises from the dead today to feast on the flesh of the living. Yeah. That's how it goes. Or the theory of actually a cursed bunny. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, no, no. So there was this bird that pissed off a god. Uh-huh. So the god turned the bird into a bunny. Oh, okay. That's why the bunny lays eggs. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, never heard that story. I'm uh, 38% through the Bible, so I haven't gotten to the New Testament where Jesus is a thing, so I haven't heard about the bunny bird thing. That's not in the Bible. Oh, you just mentioned Jesus. I just figured it was in the New Testament. It's 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 in the original. Mythos. I'm stuck in the Old Testament right now. Oh. I'm not. I'm nowhere near that, sir. Well, come on, millennial, get up here with us. Yeah, in the New Testament, and then eventually I'll get to uh, Book the, of Job. Not there yet. Yeah, uh, just past King Solomon. Oh, Salmon. Yeah, Salmon. Uh, King Salmonella. I've made this joke a few times, but boy, when the Bible says the book of Numbers, they fucking meant the book of Numbers. They were not fucking around. Cubits, burnt offerings, fucking tabernacles. Yeah, that's the whole book. You can just skip it. You just learned everything in the Bible. Skip the Bible. <laughs> that's the one I learned here today. So, speaking of skipping around. What a fucking reach. Did you, did you pull a muscle reaching for that one? Some ancient myths depict a character skipping forward in time. Whoa. In Hindu mythology, the Vishnu Puruna mentions the story of a king, Rativa, who travels to heaven to meet the creator, Brahma, and is surprised to learn when he returns to earth that many ages have passed. Now, the Buddhist mentions that the relativity of time as Suda tells one of the Buddha's chief disciples, who explains to the skeptic that Sisis is the time in heavens passes differently than it does on Earth. Japanese tales of time travel kind of relate to some of their earlier writings as well. Yushiruma Taro, Taro, not good at Japanese either. We've learned this. I don't speak the shit very well. First described in the Book of Maishu, tells a young fisherman named Yurishima Noko, who visits an undersea palace. After three days, he returns to his home in his village and finds himself 300 years in the future, where he has been long forgotten. Wow. It's just weird. So was that sentence. <laughs> his house is in ruins, and his family has died. Now... In Jewish tradition, the first century BC scholar said to have stated that they have fallen asleep and slept for 70 years. When waking up, he returned home but found none of the people he knew were there, and no one believed his claims of who he was. But is this just fiction, Devin? Are these just stories and religious archetypes in, 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 in a way that is just to build the story up? So that it's more engaging for the reader. That all these Bibles and religious things are is just a more engaging story. Yes. Probably but, so. But scientifically possible. <laughs> Not the religious thing, but the time travel thing. Scientifically possible. But yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely think they're yucking it up for their readers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, a yeah. New York Times columnist, like just trying to type up the most crazy shit so people keep reading so he doesn't get fired. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what that's, they did. That's all, these all religious texts. At yeah. the beginning of yeah. writing itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The Bible. Yeah. The Quran. Uh, Hinduism. So it's just fiction in a way to advance the story through lazy writing. Settled. Or is it just a way of depicting an endless age of a god? Ooh. That is possibly an explanation for aliens. Ooh. Or the alien god theory that the passage of time through interstellar travel affected these individuals via that recourse. Did you say aliens? I did. Bro, I'm on board. I'm bringing aliens into time travel. You know why? I'm on board! Because there's no explanation of other races being able to travel vast distances 
without having a delineage in time. No, for sure. Humans can't do that. Neither can an alien. Even oh. at light speed travel. Whoa. You would have to go that distance, Whoa. and it would take you that amount of time. What about wormholes? Well, we'll get to that. Okay. We're also going to talk about the delineation of gravity versus black holes and why that affects yeah, 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 even yeah, on yeah, this yeah, planet. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, did yeah, you know yeah. on Earth? Yeah, yeah. No, you're right, because it's actually, it's the speed of movement. The closer you are to a black hole, the faster you're moving, the entire planet would actually be moving faster. So your speed would be different. Speed is, or time is relevant or relative based on the speed that you're moving. It's so relative the, on perspective. So if the time, if, if your planet is closer to a black hole and spinning faster, your time will be slower at that point. Sort of. Yeah, it's, that's how it works. I'm, I'm explaining it poorly because I'm not a fucking astrophysicist, but that's how it works. Well, good thing we have one coming on the show. Gordon Ramsay, come on out! No, you've seen Big Bang Theory. Penny, come on down! Thank you. Um, but I did get a big chill. I, I'm very gut-oriented, and I, I do have a strong sense of what's right for me, and I knew right away I needed to make this show. Oh. The Big Bang Theory is obviously so so funny, and if you were to watch any of any of those episodes without the laugh track, all the jokes hold up. They're so funny. Yeah, I totally agree. Oh yeah. Very early, it was funny. I don't remember who I was talking to, but I said I, I realized that Big Bang Theory is its own entity and its own planet, and there's no comparing anything in the future to that. And for myself, other people might. It's for smart people. No, it's not. And smart people also get it. Smart people just roll their eyes every time. They're like, oh, great. They had to fit X amount of science-y words in every sentence. It's just science puns, despite the point. Y'all are not ready for 2023. Wolf takes a bite in 2023 is going to be crazy. Assuming he still wants to do it. But I If got, they let me out of the asylum again. I got big plans. Well, well, you have plans? I wish I knew these plans. Well, let's call them hopes and dreams, not plans. <laughs> Fair enough. So, since Einstein actually posted his theory of general relativity, we've understood that gravity has a power to wrap time and space, right? So gravity and time and our perception and concept of time is all wrapped together. Now, outside of physics, we are ex we experience distortions in how we perceive time, even just in our own daily lives. You know, you having a bad day at work, it always lasts longer, but it's really the same perception of passage of time, but it always feels longer. So one, uh, there's actually an experiment that was conducted and proven that even on the planet Earth, if you place a clock on the top of a mountain and then another one on a beach that's below a certain amount of sea level, right? Eventually you'll see that each clock tells a different time. Is that based on elevation or is that based on where you are in relation to the equator? Because I know that- It has to do with how close you are to the center force of gravity. Because realistically, yeah. if you're at the top of the world, you are spinning at a different amount of space distance rotation. It's a minute amount, but yes. It's very, very minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. But at the equator, theoretically, you would be spinning Closer no, to the center of the mass of gravity. That is correct, actually, because, yeah, because the the astronauts that are in the ISS, they experience, again, it's, it but is they're, yeah, they're milliseconds. They're rotating around the Earth. Which is even farther away from the center of gravity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which means time fa passes faster for them. Very strange. Slower. It's very Slow. strange. Yeah. yeah. But um, they do several rotations within our one day. That's like, speed, though. Yeah, and that's a whole other thing. And that comes into play. Thing. Yeah, it does. But it is, they're when they come back to Earth, they're technically younger then, like, if you took two, two twin brothers, the one that was up in the space station would be technically younger by How? milliseconds. Dude, I don't... This is what I'm saying. My brain's going to hurt on this episode. I haven't looked into that theory yeah. with the ISS, but that has to be an episode two of time travel. Dude, my wrinkles in this brain... We're going to call it... <laughs> Wolf takes a bite going back to the future. No. Yeah. Two. We're going to film a whole skit. Back to the Future 2. Yeah, we can't. Come on, Doc. I don't Marty. Rick and Morty is literally just That's that, that show. show. Yeah, dude, we're allowed to make fun of it. <laughs> At this point, it's public domain. Uh, 
Damn it. I didn't think about that parallel. Fuck. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, parallel universes? Whoa. Time? Whoa. The wrinkles in my brain. Whoa. I'm getting smooth brain right now. I'm trying to think. Doc Brown is Rick. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Fuck. Family Guy was right. Morty. Marty. Fuck! Yeah. Did you know that? No wonder I like it so much. Anyway. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So so let, let's go ahead and uh, let me get through some bulk here. Let me get through some bulk. <laughs> let me tell you why. Time moves slower as you get closer to Earth because as Einstein posted in his theory of general relativity, the gravity of a large mass like a planet or Earth wraps the space-time around it, warping it. Scientists first observed this time dilation effect on a cosmic scale, such as when a star passes near a black hole. Then, in 2010, researchers observed the same effect on a much smaller scale using two extremely precise atomic clocks, one placed 33 centimeters higher than the other. Again, time moved slower for the clock that was closer to Earth. But it's so minute. But you could, again, on this cosmic scale, if a star was to have a black hole pass through its system, it would completely change everything. Probably kill everything, but change everything time-wise. Yes. Yes. Theoretically, using the force of gravitation, you could go forward in time by a vast amount. Which is really just slowing down your molecules and your space and letting everything else pass by, which is what a black hole would do. Now, the hard part is going the other way. Everybody says, oh, it'd be easy to travel back to the past making a time machine. No, that's the hardest direction to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't go back. You can only go forward, which is basically putting yourself in isolated stasis. That would be the easiest form of time travel that us humans could do. We can do that now, but the reason we don't is because we can't get back. Or if somebody did, like several people that I want to talk about in episode three or two, whatever. I'm just saying. Somehow they made it back by going to the future. That's the only way you can make it back is going far enough in the future where they figured out how to come back. To be fair. 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 There there is a possibility of doing anything that we just don't understand. We because you're talking about Devin's theory of um Reciprocity, right? Where the tiger could come in and maul no. you at any second and jerk off in your Cheerios? No. <laughs> that story gets worse and worse the more <laughs> you tell it. <laughs> no, 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 but what I'm saying is, is like, it, go back a thousand years, they would have never understood semiconductors or any of that no. kind of shit. So I'm just saying, imagine in a thousand years how dumb we're going to think nowadays humans were. Or how dumb we could be in a thousand years. Well, yeah, we could all be fighting sticks and stones. <laughs> Very easily. I don't know what World War Three will, weapons will be fought with, but I know World War Four weapons will be fought with stones and sticks. That would be dope. Well, that's destructive. Yeah, we just got to destroy everything in the process. Yep. So anyway, the time, basically the point is the time will pass delineately differently based upon your gravitational force. Now... In his book, The Order of Time, there is an Italian theoretical physicist, Carlo Rovelli, which, by the way, is probably one of my all-time heroes. See what I did there? That was terrible. I hated it. He suggests that our perception of time, our sense that time is forever flowing forward, could be highly subjective projection. After all, when you look at reality on the smallest scale, Using equations of quantum gravity, at least, time actually vanishes. For like, the instance, if you had a conscious level of our consciousness put into an insect or a small uh, troglodyte, saying it was something that traditionally wouldn't have a perception of time, 
and suddenly got one, even in that environment, because of the massive amount of the scale difference between what we are and what they are, they would have no perception. They couldn't conceptualize that perception just based on their environment. Anyway, if I observe the microscopic state of things, writes Ravelli, then the difference between past and future completely vanishes. In the elementary grammar of things, there is no distinction between cause and effect. So why do we perceive time as flowing forward for ourselves? Well, Ravelli actually notes that although time disappears on extremely small scales, we still obviously perceive events occurring sequentially in reality. Now, in other words, we just basically observe our own entropy. You know what I mean? So that's like uh, if you crack an egg, what comes next? It's, you're going to scramble the egg. <laughs> right. We, we perceive time as something linear, not exactly that j- jumps around. Because of our perception of what time would be, theoretically, if you started making put two pieces of bread and then some meat on the table, eventually that sandwich will be made. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, that's the progression of common li- linear thought. Because you see an order of events that are so regular that you know it's going to happen no matter what. Like when the sun sets, you know it's coming back tomorrow. Or when a car is driving down the road, you know it's going to move forward. It's going to another destination. There's always A, A and B point mm-hmm. for time and for our perception in time. Mm-hmm. Sorry for my crude. Well, there's, I mean. I had to try to think of on the fly like some. But that's that's an obvious thing, though, because space-time is, it, space-time is linear, at least as far as we understand it. Perceptually. Well, yeah, yes, but you, but everything is up to our perception, so you can't really put that into things. It doesn't matter. Like the the sun is not is not conscious. It doesn't perceive things, but it still follows the order of space time in a linear fashion. Space time is just linear. Well, I mean, if you're talking about inanimate objects, even still, the sun follows that A B procession. That's what it I'm was saying. Cre- it created itself yes. based upon scientific gases expanding, exploding, whatever, creating yep. a nuclei, and it's burning through, even though its perception of what how long its lifespan is is billions and trillions of years. Right, <clears throat> millennia, millennia, millennia in our perception, but for the sun, it's just non-existent. On a universal scale, it is so minute. One star, I understand. So minute in, in the grand scheme of things, yes. But but the when you were bringing that up, it sounded like you were going to make a point other otherwise. But it doesn't matter about perception. That's just how time moves. It doesn't. It the sun does not perceive time. We'll get okay. We'll but it on still a cel- follows on a cellular scale even it, then. I'm saying you're right, but it doesn't like I just confused why you brought it up because it it doesn't matter if you perceive it. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter if my vape can perceive time or not. It's still going to pass through the passage of time from point A to point B. It has a beginning and an end state. All matter does. Right. Yeah, but it doesn't need it. You don't need the matter. It's just going to happen. It's like the law of gravity. It's just going to happen that way. Yes, but gravity is a formation of what matter and counter and cause and effect. That's what the whole point of this is, is the cause and effect. Now, whether the perception <clears throat> of the reality is what it is through consciousness could only be perceived because if you don't have consciousness or a thought of your own, yeah. you can't perceive. Yeah, that's not... Uh, I'm just confused why you brought... because. The way we perceive time is, as far as we can understand it, is the way time goes. It doesn't do this thing. It's just... But that's what we know. Now, for other things, time can go in multiple directions. Theoretically. Really? Theoretically? So take a a micro-asteroid, like a micro-asteroid, right? Uh Uh-huh. It's flying through the cosmos. Sure. It interacts with different forces of gravity. Uh Uh-huh. Well, it doesn't know what time is. It doesn't need to know. It doesn't need to know. But because of cause and effect of gravitational force uh-huh. against a an animate object on yeah. a micro scale, sure. it will have varied differences in between its state. 
but the cosmic space time it, it doesn't it doesn't matter the it's theory of relativity purpose the theory of relativity does matter individually but on the grand scale of everything time moves one direction yes but this is a cause and effect is right. separate than the theory of relativity i was just i was just confused why you brought it up okay That's i mean all. i'm getting into more reasons so Ravelli says key aspects of time are described by the second law of thermodynamics which actually states that heat will always pass from hot to cold this is a one-way street for example an ice cube melts into a hot cup of tea never the reverse this is our cause and effect we know what's going to happen Ravelli suggests a similar phenomenon might explain why we're only able to perceive the past and not the future why we can't perceive what the future is mm-hmm. now anytime the future is definitely distinguishable from the past there is something like heat involved Ravelli wrote for the financial times and he said state this statement thermodynamics traces the direction of time to something called low entropy of the past a still mysterious phenomenon which honestly causes discussions worldwide over the in the scientific community like it is a very heavily debated topic the differences were extremely tiny but implications were massive also time does not exist for each clock in the world and for each of us time passes slightly differently but even if time is passing at an ever fluctuating speed throughout the universe time is still passing in some kind of objective sense right yes yes so in his book the order of time he was talking about our perception of time the cause and effect this could be highly sub- uh, this could be highly subjective projection after all, when you look at reality on the small scales using equations of quantum gravity, time vanishes. That's why I brought that up. That's why I read that statement. To answer your question. I feel fully fledged out in my answer or in your answer to my question. Wonderful. So, do you have any thoughts at this point? No. I have been, I'll, my question has been answered to Ravelli. I plan on reading his book. I'll put it on my list. It's a good book. I'm sure. You okay today? <laughs> Are you? You're biting your mic. I don't know. I had a time machine right now. So. Where would you go? Well. (laughs) Probably to after this was done. I was thinking Germany. That's a place, not a time. You didn't let me finish. (laughs) I'm having a great time, man. Time doesn't exist. Sir, that you just dismantled your entire show just now. No, no. That was in the statement. Time doesn't exist. It's all perception. Uh, but it's not, though. It is. No, because scientifically... What do you mean? See, this is time what I needed. A, oh, the thing I was trying to do earlier? The time, time, time moves. It doesn't matter. It doesn't exist. Time for you is different from time for me. I could but be in if a hurry. You could be relaxed. But if it doesn't, But if it doesn't exist... That's not true. What do you mean by that? I mean exactly what I stated. Like Describe you being in a hurry if time doesn't exist. Because it's different for me. But how is it different if it doesn't exist? It's a perception. Dinosaurs are different to me than they are to you. What does that mean? That's different. Why? Because they don't exist? <laughs> I mean, yeah, actually. Because they actually don't exist? Yeah. As opposed to time, which obviously does exist. Does it, though? Press pause. <laughs> I want you to press pause on the click remote right now. You can't. Why? Because time doesn't exist, uh-huh. and everything has an A point and a B point. We're just racing towards our deaths. 
and timing it. So we're moving through space. Uh huh. Yeah. So space is just paused. In nope. order for there to be motion, there has to be some kind of. Nope. There has to be heat. Sir. 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 You don't think you're not generating heat? So, so if I take a rock mm-hmm. and I push it, mm-hmm. roughly how long? Like, okay, let's say a ten foot hill. Push down. Push a rock down the hill. How long, roughly, would it take for the for it to get down the hill? It depends where the hill is. Okay. Pick a place. Here, Kentucky. Down that where we shot the werewolf thing. Yeah. Down that that hill. How long do you think it would take? It would take a different amount of time every time you pushed it. Okay, but give me an average, roughly. You can't. Why? Because. Mathematically, you can't get a, a an average. What do you mean? What do you mean by exactly? That? Yeah. What? If you do any experiment with a different result numerous times, if you use a mathematical, a very simple mathematical equation, you can get an average. An average is not hard to find. An average is only uh, taking a small cross-section. Now, if you push that rock several thousand times a day uh-huh. over billions and trillions of years, and it's going to ta- take a different amount of time. And you're telling me you can't take all those numbers and use the and use division to find an average? How far past the decimal are you willing to go? I'm not I'm not looking for an exact number here. But that's what I'm saying. I'm not looking How for an exact number. Decimal? Because if you want to say point, time two, is a point. Two, two digits. So that is our cap that's our perception yeah, yeah. because no, that's we just can't for the sake of this argument anything past for the sake that. of this argument well yeah because you can't visually perceive anything farther but no 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 no, 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 no. answer the fucking question how many seconds you can't measure it don't even farther. worry about don't even worry you can't measure it how far past a millisecond can you measure that's irrelevant we're not for the sake of this argument we're not going to involve that part of our math but it's part of the math sure but we can't. When we're do talking that. about the vastness of time, and that's what he was saying on the smallest How scale. How long have we been doing this episode? However long I edited it to. But how long? Right now we, we could be at 10 minutes. How long have we currently been doing the episode? 41 minutes. But time doesn't exist. Nope. You can't measure how long we've been here because it doesn't exist. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying to me right now? <laughs> So what I suspect is that we call what we call the flowing of time, mm-hmm. as you're referring it to, has I to wasn't. be understood by studying the structure of our brain rather than studying physics itself. That's fair. Evolution has you can make, shaped, you can make that argument about anything though. Yes, and evolution has shaped our brain into a machine that feeds off memory in order to anticipate the future. This is what we are listening to when we listen to the passing of time, understanding the flowing of time, therefore, something that may pertain to a neuroscience more than fundamental physics itself, like you're stating pushing the rock and making a cross-measurement of mathematical equations to figure out how long it would take for it to get to the bottom. Explain to me how those two things are connected. Because it's, again, within our perception. Okay. If humans weren't around and there was nothing to perceive time, you're telling me time would just stop. It would cease to exist. It would cease to exist, yes. Because there's nobody so, there to perceive so it. So when we're If a tree gone, falls in a woods. Go on. <laughs> nobody and, knows and, about and, it. And no one was around to see it. It just didn't happen. In fact, the tree doesn't exist at all. Yeah, but did it happen? How can you verify that it was there in the first place? If there's no one there to conceptually document and perceive. So as you were saying with the star, it was at some point. Without because our, of our the, perception, again, uh-huh. simulation, man. <laughs> If we, without our perception of this, what we call reality, uh-huh. there is none. It's non-existent. So, so there, there, there was a no universe before. A, a fish doesn't give a fuck what the taxi's doing in New it's, York. It doesn't matter if it gives. An a ostrich fuck. doesn't it know doesn't a matter shark if it exists. Gives a fuck. So, what you're saying to me right now is that none of it matters because they don't know. Well, obviously, none of it matters. Even to us, it doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, we're all born to die. Exactly. But you're saying. Earlier, earlier you were explaining. Earlier, you were explaining to me how a star is born. The the gases, the gases come together, and because of gravity, they create a nuclei, and then fusion happens. Fusion star, okay, and then through eons of time, time, it lives and it burns and it's creating life on Earth, 
And is it though? At, and at some point, we're here. Why do people we? say that? And at some why point, why do people say that the uh, the sun created removed life? the sun? The star didn't create exactly, life, but it sustained life, life. Manifested randomly due to a cataclysmic equation that ended up in us somehow. All right, way to a one in one way, trillion. Way to, way to try to change. <laughs> so the star was born. It it lives, and at some point it will die. At some point it will explode, or it will implode. Correct? Potentially. Or it'll or it'll stop. Yes, obviously. We were not around to see the star form. That's right. Does that mean it just didn't happen? Because we can observe it, it exists. But Seeing if we weren't believing so it, so if we say. just were not here to observe anything, nothing would exist, is what you're getting at. Yeah. There's a philosophical point that you can make about that. A parallel. A scientific. There. Do you know the parallel? No philosophical parallel to what i'm trying to say no i'm just saying philosophically you 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 have something there but scientifically you do not i was saying i didn't know if there was already one that was developed i didn't know if you knew one no i'm just philosophically you can make the argument that without an observer there isn't anything to observe exactly yes schrodinger's cat for instance yes yeah but but not scientifically but (laughs) science is only explained in fact just philosophically Philosophically, that's true. And without scientific evidence, there is no proof of existence. Only theoretics. Well, it's the theory of relativity, right? Exactly. So it's not a fact. But we're still it's talking the about thing it. thing we can get. But we're still talking about because it. Because relativity is unmeasurable. And again, this is where it comes to, and this is very important. We're actually out of time for this episode. If you want to hear the rest of what this is going on about for the next 20 minutes of me and Dave arguing and the rest of the full audio version only, you can hear us. Not like it matters anyway, because time doesn't exist. Make sure you like and subscribe. Bye. Bye. Hey. You do you believe? And welcome back to the time only portion of Will Takes Bite. You gonna read your thing? Are you, are you here? Oh, and I'm and Devin's here. Let's go, man. Come on. You got come on. So if you're thinking about how time is currently passing by, the biggest factor influencing your time perception is attention. Aaron Sackett associate professor of marketing at University of St. Thomas told Gizmodo that there, the more attention you give to the passage of time, the slower it tends to go. Makes sense. We're paying attention, doing something you like. Anticipation and waiting it, mm-hmm. uh, will definitely take a toll. That's why we lose track of time, like I have today. So the more attention you give to the passage of time, the slower it tends to go. As you become more distracted from time's passing, perhaps something interesting happens nearby or a good daydreaming session, you're more likely to lose track of time, giving you the feeling that it's slipping by more quickly than before. Time flies when you're having fun, right, Devin? Eh. Yeah, that's what they say. Yep. So, but really, is it more like time flies when you're thinking about other things? So... Based on Rovelli, I interpret that this means theoretically you can control the passage of time now within your mind. This is my own writing, by the way. This is what I was thinking when I was reading this. I really think you could potentially, theoretically, control the past, present, future, your own passage of time, right? Within your own head? I mean, uh, I mean on purpose? Yeah, sure. If you're uh, if you're constantly focused on uh, the passage of time itself, and uh, yeah, you you uh, you constantly feel like you're um, you don't have enough time. Yeah, you you could theoretically feel like time is either dragging on or, um, you know, if you if you put yourself in situations where you're having fun or you're distracted from the actual passage of time. Um, yeah, time can move very quickly, uh, especially when you're an adult. That's uh, one of the things that happens a lot. You, uh, or, or rather, even more so, actually, when you're a kid. You know, when you, uh, when your day is filled with fun, 
you, the day goes by very, very quickly. But when you're a child, a few minutes seems like forever. So if you have to wait for anything for even just a few minutes, it could feel like hours. So yeah, theoretically in your own brain, yeah, you could absolutely control the, the passage of time. So like perspective and fabrication of our own mental abilities, right? Conscious state. But if you move through time without, what if you, what if you can move through time without aging yourself? Or even theoretical, in theoretical physics, like technically you can't, right? Unless you're like doing isolation or freezing yourself or whatever have you. You got fr to freeze your molecules to stop aging. Mm-hmm. So like cryo chambers, is that still considered time travel? Um, it depends on what, you, I mean, we're all time travelers. Everything's moving. Um, you typically would have 80, 40 years for a male in America. I mean, you're traveling through those 84 years. Um, so I don't, I don't, if that's not considered time travel, no, I don't think you're actually time traveling. Like if you cryogenically your, froze yourself, right? Yeah. To your to you mentally, it it's just like going to sleep. You you six hours just disappears mentally. Physically, your body has gone through that time. But if you were to freeze yourself and uh, wake up thirty years later, and I mean your body would still age, but very very small because that's what happens when mammals are in hibernation. Um, yeah, I mean it would feel like you time traveled, but no, not not actually. You didn't. You did not change anything about time itself to move. Um, you just experienced it differently. Okay. Well, so much for that plan. I have to throw away that thing. Oh, I mean, you could. It's definitely a viable option if you had like uh, terminal cancer or something like that, and you could freeze yourself theoretically. You, know, you could wake up in a in a world where they have figured out how to fix that terminal illness. Yeah. So the other idea would be that maybe there's another way using distortion of gravity, since gravity is proven to actually, in some scale, affect time. That would be more much closer to actual time travel if you could, if you can manipulate gravity. Yeah. Mm. So if you so that would probably ring truer to the alien theorem of them using a gravitational so, uh, type engine like we've spoken of. Light speed would also be a good a good. Uh, to that because or both together really if you go the faster you go the again you you are traveling vast distances in a very small amount of time so you physically your body is not aging very much in the amount of distance that you're traveling hmm. so yeah you could do that too so using a distortion of gravity since it has been proven that some skilled time travels differently when measured so you you distort gravity enough, and then I think personally, yes, you could travel through time, but simply it's not going to be it's going to be linear, right? You can't do backwards, and that's what I was trying to say in the other portion too, is that you can't go backwards. You can get jump forward, but you can't go backwards. It's the probability is probably impossible. Very unlikely, at least by our understanding. So, like, the idea of thermodynamics and heat and loss of heat and energy, you can create the necessary cause and effect for time travel, right? If you get something hot enough or used a heat to, like, in a machine that created a distortion in gravity, but what, how much heat How much heat would it actually take? Probably the power of the sun to be able to reverse time or to move yourself non-linearly, right? I wouldn't even know. I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I mean, obviously, I'm not a, uh, Astrophysicist, or a, I'm not any of that. Um, theoretically, I'm just asking. I don't. I don't even think theoretically you could do that. At least by our understanding, it doesn't matter how much power you have. I don't think you could change. Again, I think we've agreed that we can move forward in time. I don't. I don't think you could move around in time just at will. No. However, there's a argument to be made about um, like we're three fourth dimensional creatures is that correct because uh -huh. we live we exist we're fourth dimensional creatures because we exist in a three-dimensional plane and whatever dimension you exist in is uh it, you you can perceive one level down from that so theoretically you know people always talk about like fifth dimension creatures sixth dimension creatures and they always seem to think that it's like a different movement of space but theoretically it could be a, a creature who could move around space time itself which would be fascinating to say the least.
So what about wormholes? You brought wormholes up. Yeah, I don't know a lot about the science of wormholes. I was just saying, theoretically, you could skip a large portion of the actual distance it would take to get somewhere without actually having to travel it. So theoretically, I mean, that's not time travel, but faster than light speed travel. Yeah, well, what? <clears throat> even though wormholes are, like, hypothetical, like, this thing I found here is hypothetically warp space-time permitted by Einstein's field equations are general of general relativity. Well, that's a mouthful. <clears throat> a proposed time travel machine using traversable wormholes would hypothetically work in of the following way. One end of the wormhole is accelerated to some significant fraction of the speed of light, perhaps with an advanced propulsion system, and then brought back to the point of origin. Alternatively, another way is to take one entrance of the wormhole and move it to within the f gravitational field of an object uh, that has a higher gravity than the other entrance, then return it to a position near the other entrance, causing the loop, right? But for both of these messes, time dilation causes the end of the wormhole that has been moved to have aged actually less. So, I mean, it's like there's no, even if you moved a wormhole, which again, you're talking about distorting matter, you know, in space and time, like around a black hole or something, but that's not really doing anything different than the black hole would do anyway for you, right? Oh, I have no idea. I think, I mean, the gravity of a, of a black hole suggests that nothing can escape it, but what happens beyond that is beyond our human understanding. Uh, you dip into theories, but I mean, yeah, there's not much there. Uh, but to be fair, wormholes are only theoretically anyway. So I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. All right. Oh, contemplating. Oh, deep thought. It's a lot, a lot of information to take in. Understandable. So some theories in time travel and physics, most notably special to general relativity from Einstein himself. <clears throat> Basically, we've kind of beaten this horse dead. Papers and physicists discuss the possibility of closed time-like curves, which are world lines, such as equator itself, uh, form closed loops in space-time, allowing objects to return to their own past, theoretically. It would take so much mass power, though, to be able to do this like a wormhole wrapped around itself. Um, but then again, in theory, and this is, I, maybe I got this from a movie or something, but in my knowledge of time travel, like you can't go back farther than the point in which that time machine was created to generate the power of that point of return, right? That makes sense. Yeah, like, so if you got something that's powerful enough to create a delineation or a dilation in time, I should say, because uh, delineation is probably not even a word. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've, I've never thought of that. Um, but yeah, there, there would be, um, yeah, there'd be a really good point to make um, because whatever would allow us to travel through time, at least again, based on the understanding that we have, would almost certainly be gravity manipulation or speed. Um, and yeah, you wouldn't be you could i guess theoretically given enough power go back to the point of origin anywhere after that device was created but not before the device was created right because you have to have that fissure or that rip in yeah you gotta have like time. a yeah you'd have to have like a a point to pin down and you wouldn't have that without that piece of i guess machine yeah unless all these major monoliths around the world that are mysterious and heavily debated were those points in time and we could can tap into those energy lines and theoretically travel to those points in time. But that's a very far stretch to say that an alien civilization has set those up for us throughout the centuries and are continuously doing so. It's much more likely that like things like obelisk are just uh, people building dicks. Yeah. Um, there was There's a lot of information right now. This isn't really connected, but just more ancient civilization. There's a lot of new information coming out where they're using LIDAR and they're actually, they're pretty sure that 
the Amazon jungle was actually uh, possibly man-made. What? Or at least it started that way. It looks like there's a lot of uh, plants that were purposely cultivated in that area. They're geometrically placed or something? No. Or like no, like, plant, like planted in rows? Yeah, and they're using LIDAR, and it, and it looks like there's massive cities that used to exist there. You'd have to send me that article or that video it's, or whatever. I have there's to a see book that. on it. I, it's in my reading list. I'll let you know when I, when I finish it. Yeah, I have to get to that because that's, that, that, that's a conspiracy theory for another episode for sure. That's wild. They're there for sure. It's not a conspiracy theory. They're there. How advanced those civilizations are, I don't know, but but they're there. Could, I mean, so, like, are you talking about the building instructions or, like, they're, like, the Mayans? Because we know they occupied that space. Yeah. Um, it... Or is this something like the thing in the Bermuda Triangle where we thought we found Atlantis, but it's really just a bunch of rocks seemingly in a perfect line? No. This looks like... It's not nature being nature? No. Interesting. It is. <laughs> huh. Because, I, I mean, I think I remember hearing something about harmonic frequencies being able to cause plants to automatically grow in, like, straight rows. Or in farming lines, like if you were able to create certain sound waves and pressures, or even seismic pressures, it could cause that. Uh, more than 35 villages. Oh, okay. Well, this is over a vast amount of space. Dating back from 1300 to 1700 BC. Yeah. Hmm. Portuguese word for, I don't know. There's a lot going on there. But yeah, they're using LIDAR, which is like this laser that penetrates the the canopy of the forest and they're but i don't know where i read this but they're all there's they have found evidence that there was in a similar way that like we grow that we have agriculture and we purposely grow certain plants it looks like they're that the amazon could have started with that interesting and if you look far enough back it looks like the amazon and the sahara flip-flop throughout time one of them is always a desert and one of them is always a jungle, but throughout time they switch. Huh. Don't know what causes that, so don't quote me so on that. So maybe, but, but like your, one side's being grown for cultivating and the other side's left over for living or something? I don't know. It, it might also just be a, something that the planet goes through, like ice ages and heat waves and things like that. But um, Or giants were real. Possible. But uh, yeah, to your point about the. The, the reason I brought all that up was because of uh, ancient civilizations and possibly having some kind of connected power source and stuff to be able to build or at least get the footprints of the Amazon jungle, if that even has the potential to be man-made. I mean, that would be a much more advanced civilization than we're giving it credit, at least. No, yeah. I mean, that's South America. Like, yeah, we're talking huge amount of cotton in the land. Massive. Wow. Doesn't necessarily need to be electrical, but it'd be impressive for sure. Electrical? Yeah, because that would be like the whole thing. Is if, if like the the obelisk in e Egypt and the pyramids mm. and stuff all had something to do with some kind of great power source for us to harness and use time travel? I don't think so. I don't think it's at that level, but it would still be very impressive if humans were at least partially responsible for the growth of the Amazon forest. Yeah. Or jungle. I mean, pretty much it's the only thing keeping the ozone together at this point. No shit. Unless maybe time travelers went back in time and did that. Also possible. Just to give us that little band-aid. Interesting. Okay. So throughout the scientific community, we're pretty much agreeing that backwards time travel is highly unlikely then. Which is weird because that's like the only place you'd probably want to go. Yeah. Yeah, it's messy though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would it would actually cause uh, a lot of backwards time travel would probably induce potential problems of causality, uh, complete unraveling of futures events, and uh, even people being born just by stepping foot, like the whole butterfly effect thing. Like it could be on even a, a more intense scale than that. Like it's more than just showing up. Uh, but I guess the classic problem. Uh, of involving causality is the grandfather paradox, which is if you go were to go back in time and kill one of your ancient ancestor grandfathers, you know, uh, there's be no one left to carry on that line. And you wouldn't exist. 
Though some physicists actually, such as Nikov and Dushik, uh, suggested that these sorts of temporal paradoxes can actually be avoided through uh, the Nikov self-consistency principle, or a variation of the many worlds interpretation with interacting or intertracing worlds. So like parallel universe is where you would travel back to. Yeah. Not your own. Well, you know why that's a paradox, right? No. Well, a uh, paradox is uh, something that like has a looping effect. Uh, it's like a, you, you find the problem and you get the answer, but then the answer creates the, the problem. problem all over again. Okay. So if you go back and you kill your grandfather, uh, that means theoretically you're never born, but then that means no one ever goes back in time to kill your grandfather, which what means happens? you would eventually be born, which means you would eventually go back, and then it's just... So that would literally create a parallel universe. It has to. Well, like, it's the only way you could split. Yeah, I mean... Or, yeah, it's a it's a paradox because there's literally... There isn't an answer to it. The, there's no way to... Except for that. That would make sense. If you came back... If you did that... And it created a split in universes? Yeah. Interesting. Wild. Now, on a cosmic scale, one would have to destroy the other to create that mount, right? I don't know, man. It gets messy. It's a heavy thought. It gets messy. Time but, travel's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's like, like I said, there's a, a lot of things we could talk about with exotic matter, energy conditions, uh, the Casimir effect. I mean, there's just... There's a lot in here on what we could talk about. I mean, but more fundamental objection to time travel schemes based on rotating cylinders or cosmic strings has been put forward by Stephen Hawking, which didn't, is, is he still alive? Nope. He's dead. Yeah. I thought he just passed away. I just heard that fucking wild, man. It was a while ago. Yeah. A few years ago. So he was, uh, he actually proved the theorem showing that according to general relativity, of Einstein's theory, and it is impossible to build a time machine of a special type of time machine uh, with the completely generated, like, Cauchy horizon, horizon is what they called it. Uh, not sure what that means. But in a region where weak energy conditions is satisfied, meaning that the region contains no matter within it, negative energy density or exotic matter, like black matter, Solutions such as Tipplers assumes that cylinders of infinite lengths, like the universe itself, if it were just a participating cylinder, we can't conceive that. You know, we don't know. Oh, yeah. We could be in the middle of a black hole and not know it. Sure. Yeah. Just inevitably being crushed slowly because of the dilation of time. I mean, there's nothing that says we that, that couldn't be true. Yep. At all. Maybe that's why we can only perceive so far out into the universe, even with our most advanced telescopes. A lot to think about. Yeah, so I don't want to bore you with quantum physics on this one, but I think we should get into it because, you know, you got the the Fermi paradox and all that other kind of stuff that could be really evolved into this too, which would be kind of interesting when you're talking about time travel. Uh, there's also quantum teleportation, quantum entanglement, uh, the Bohm interpretation. That was the first one I didn't recognize. What's that one? The Bohm in interpretation is to presume that some information is being exchanged between uh, particles instantaneously in order to maintain correlations between particles. Okay, that's similar to entanglement. I got you. Yeah, it's it's all in quantum theory. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so that that shit's kind of cool and interesting too. So I mean, we could kind of part two that. I love quantum physics. I don't understand any of it. I don't. I would not pretend to understand quantum it's, physics. It's, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, there's a I, lot. I've had it explained to me. Uh, Moshi Akamato or something. I can't remember what his name is. Uh, they, he has a really cool thing, and he explains it to you like a dumbass, which is perfect. Yeah, we need that. Um, I understand exactly what he was saying. I can't explain to you why those theories work the way they do. But yeah, quantum theory is fucking wild. Yep, and then there's also the theory of like why time travelers don't exist in our present day. Why have we not seen one? There's also all the uh, documented theoretical uh, actual time travelers that we haven't gotten into. 
Yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much. So I definitely think we need to hit this again mm-hmm. very, very soon. If y'all want to hear part two of time travel, let us know. We'll Maybe we'll do that in between seasons. I don't care if you want to hear it. I'm still probably going to do it. I think we should do it. <laughs> we going to do it whether you like it or not, bitches. Exactly. Give us five stars. Please. As we verbally accost you. <laughs> so this has been We'll Take a Bite Out of Time Travel, part one. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and at Wolf Takes a Bite Pod, and on Twitter at Wolf Takes a Bite One. Thank you so much for listening. If you're dying to hear us cover a topic like time travel uh comment below and of course you this episode is brought to you by gray man media you can find this at graymanmedia.co.com that's it yeah uh if you're interested in starting a podcast of your own please use our link below to start a podcast with transistor and don't forget to like and subscribe to our youtube channel so you don't miss the next episode of wolf takes a bunny yup and i love you guys remember question everything and we'll see you on the next one all right <laughs>